up a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden File series. Host Tanzan, Maggie, and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and die-hard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 10.23, The Evil Overlord List, where we are covering the novel Death Masks. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Bonjour, mes amis. Oui, oui. Oh, oh. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> Tabernac. Comme si, comme Tabernac, ça. yeah. Tout à l'heure. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 26 Dresden finds out from Susan what happened after they left the hotel. They plan to go to Michael's and then try to rescue Shiro once the wards come down. So, great way to wake up in the morning. Watching your girlfriend do some yoga? Excuse me, it's Tai Chi. (laughs) Same shit. (laughs) Except one is meant to kill. Very exciting. Exactly. And it was yoga, right? Because it fucking kills me. (laughs) (laughs) Yoga's meant to kill yourself. Tai Chi is meant to... You can kill others. Very slowly. Very slowly. Well, only if you do it that way, but... <laughs> You're going to have to do this fight with me at a snail's pace because I've only ever practiced it as a snail's pace. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to kill you I've faster than that. It. <laughs> it's it. kind of cute. I like how he makes a little nod to that, right? He's like, like so many people practicing. I was like, yeah, a lot of them probably don't realize it's like bone breaking holds and like <laughs> you know Vulcan grips and things. <laughs> like fair. But so uh, if you practice Tai Chi, you are a sleeper agent. <laughs> Right, just waiting. <laughs> just somebody's gonna. Whether or not you wake up or not, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Susan asks about the rope, and we learn that it's magical and has hair from a unicorn's mane and came from Fix. How cool and is that? that its enchantment is limited to his home turf, so it wouldn't have worked anywhere else. Like circumstantially, this is it. I kind of do like that they that he does clarify that because it's. Because sometimes it's kind of like, why aren't you bringing well, this shit up? Well, and exactly, right? Like, Susan says, like, great, perfect, that sounds great. And he's like, yeah, no, it won't work on the bad guys we're facing right now, which is a little too convenient. I'm like, like well, and he, yeah, explains on why it's convenient. It's easier to make it work at home kind of a thing, um, which I get. But he's also a little, like, disappointed. He's like, I'm kind of glad for the shop talk. He's like, but I'm also kind of, don't, like, I want to talk about that, right? Like, we did our thing, and then we had to, like, literally go to, like, separate corners of the house to, right, so we didn't, you know, get Susan all fired up again and risk any other um, temptations for stuff, and then, yeah, so while he's sitting there staring at her doing it, and then she's just like, 
quit drooling and tell me about these handcuffs. <laughs> He's like, mm, great. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. And like little unicorn hair thing and whatever. I believe in unicorns. Right? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's fairies. That's fairies. That's oh, fairies. We learned with Elaine. Like, unicorns can be fucking <laughs> hard to groom. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the church bell ones. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it, I do kind of like how how this universe is one of the ones that has like the different types of unicorns. They're not, right? So we only as readers, got a really good look at the winter, like, war hordes unicorn kind of a thing. But Elaine does reference, she's like, um, the ones in summer were more prancy. So, you know, it's like, you know that the typical, like, beautiful, loving, natural, won't well, harm anything unicorns exist as well, but there's also, well, that makes like... makes sense, because there's, like, a ton of different dog varieties, a ton of different cat varieties. Yeah. You can't compare a chihuahua to a Great Dane. Like... Oh, yeah, sentient beings are going to make their more own sentient choices and not be limited to the environment around them. Where yeah, but it's, yeah. But the one that they met with Elaine was a summer one. The Clydesdale was Team Summer. He was working okay, for fun. Lily. But he was masquerading as... I thought he was working for... No. The Clydesdale? Aurora, he... not Team Lily. Yeah, he was working sorry, for yes, Aurora. Sorry, Aurora, yes. I'm like, uh, no, yeah. he was trying to kill Lily. Yes, summer lady. Summer lady, but yeah, they disguised as like a big winter unicorn to try and throw the whole thing yeah, But off. he was like a centaur who was always Clydesdale looking, and then he was a Clydesdale looking unicorn. Okay, yes. I'm just saying, okay. Okay. It's not all prancy little unicorns I, in summer, okay? Mm. They've got their Clydesdale versions as well. <laughs> That's no Shetland. <laughs> much less intimidating. <laughs> Well, no, I think it just worked for him to, because that was more like what he was like, that it worked to, for okay, him so to if impersonate. if it was a pure unicorn, then it would have been more... Yeah, then probably like Talos might have had a better time impersonating it, because he was all thin and willowy and, and more elegant than... Right? As I think that's part of why... I don't know. Whatever. I guess I can see here. I don't know if that's... But no, it's fine. It's fine. He, he might. I don't know. Maybe it's a fairy thing. Maybe he could have been a light prancy thing too. I don't know. Because Talos was running around as like an ogre. But anyway, this is just going to go back to whether or not vampires are in charge of their own skin suit or not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Are fairies so. in control of what version is, of yes, unicorn they turn into? Variety is good. Variety <laughs> is good. I'm just saying. Yes. I just. I just do take it as a fact of that. Yes, there are different types of the unicorns in that you have the light fancy fairy last unicorn kind of unicorns and then you have big scary war horses like with no eyes and like skeletal carapaces <laughs> so yeah we don't know i mean it's it's yeah who knows which ones he used for the handcuffs but point is, is that yes uh, magical handcuffs that he can't take anywhere else i kind of hope it's a winter unicorn just because that just seems a little bit more like on point for the scene just happened. It, well, it does, but then fix summer, right? So, so yeah, how much harder would fix, you know, like, would he just have to go to one of his, like, gentle summer unicorns and ask? Or did he, like, like wrestle a fucking winter unicorn and, like, we, rip out a handful? Sir, of, we whipped the ass of this one winter <laughs> unicorn. Here is his hair. We sculpt him. Perfect. I've got the perfect use for this. This is horrifying. unicorn. Harry Potter, they just kind of like, you know, vampire teeth the unicorns there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it could have just like trimmed, you know? I mean, who knows? But it's 
just little haircuts. Just a little off the top. Yikes. A little off the top. (laughs) (laughs) The part that makes a unicorn a unicorn? (laughs) Well, no, this is from the hair, not the horn. So they didn't use that part of it when they did. They might have taken that off the top, too. but (laughs) Terrifying. Completely. So Breakfast of Champions, have a glass of Coke. Right. Yeah. Can't be a Dresden Files novel without Burger King or Coke. Absolutely. Or coffee, but it's more convenient to get God, Coke. I haven't had Burger King in a long time. Now I want it. Mm. So fun fact for people who don't follow us on social media. I recently saw a study come out that was talking about um, the, where the most Burger Kings in the world are. And Chicago has the most Burger Kings in the world for one city as third place. It's third place. Oh. Yeah, third place for the most Burger Kings in one city. That's interesting. Do so, you remember who was first and second or just not not relevant at all? Or? I totally remember what was first and second. Like, I remember once one I One was in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miami and Houston. Or Houston first, Miami second. Houston, Miami. Miami, Miami just doesn't strike me as a Burger King kind of location. But it is a Florida kind of location. Oh, yeah, I guess. I... It is also like a spring breaky kind of, so maybe they get enough, like. I just think of Miami, I think of retirees, like Golden Girls. Yeah. And, yeah. and like. Well, either they love their Burger King a lot more than we gave them credit for. Like, there is it's just like, the... you know, population wise, right? Like, Chicago's got like. I sort of we matches, said, right? like, they've got like, you know, like six times the population of all of Canada, right? Like, Hot dogs, <laughs> pizza, and Burger King. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right Works there. Works for me. It's there. Well, there you go. So it's either just very fortuitous that Harry is such a big Burger King fan because it's very, or maybe it's his only option. Or, <laughs> yeah, but she's like, well, there's more Burger Kings than anything there, so Harry's going to like Burger King. <laughs> Completely non sequitur, but have you guys ever watched on Netflix um, uh, Chicago Party Ant? <laughs> not. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. It, it's like every sort of Chicago sort of stereotype. Is it a movie? It's a, a cartoon. It's a it's oh. a cartoon series, and she's just like the biggest trashiest mess ever. I was like, <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, aunt? Chicago party ant, party ant, party ant. Yeah, okay, Chicago party. aunt, aunt, aunt. <laughs> well, the next time we sit down to record, I'll know everything about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a have, it's a cute watch. You I know, know. she's a big sports fan. She's you know yeah, nice. Nice. She drinks her face uh, face off to blackout drunk. Goes home with random strangers. It's great. Chicago, ah. Chicago. <laughs> Party on. She, she's got a rooftop view of one of the one of the the baseball fields. Oh, nice. That's an expensive place. <laughs> it's got to be a very expensive apartment. <laughs> it comes up actually in the uh, the series. What is Chicago Wrigley Field? Yeah. 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 I think so. So, so Susan catches up Harry on what happened right after the hotel. So Martin pulled a gun on, on Susan, hence why they couldn't actually stop and come back. And <laughs> <He> what? <laughs> and that Anna Valmont is with Charity. She says that Michael and Sonia haven't returned from St. Louis yet, and nor have made contact. And Shiro was like magically ready for them. Um, and once they got there, instructed them where to go. And once. And once they did get there, it was actually Shiro who did say, give me a two minute head start before you come down. Yeah. I like it because Harry calls Shiro's like, you know, instincts, fringe benefits. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's actually like the main job. It's like, God is like, you have a mission. Go open the door and leave the house and go find the vampire or the fallen or the whatever. Right. Like, that's not the fringe benefits. That's the job description. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, I, I, I get how Harry's saying it too. that exactly. It's it's. 
sometimes it's more direct than others, you know, but I mean, like, yeah, because a lot of times you'll see they do still have to do their research or they get a tip from somewhere or, like you say, it's not just a magical compass in their head or whatever, but yeah, every once in a while it's like that, right? You know, and yeah. Well, I do, I do like that it was addressed because I did have questions myself when I was reading it going like, like why, why was how did they Shiro feel? like right there and then Susan's like behind and she's the one with the supernatural powers that could have made it beforehand. So, okay. Different she, supernatural yeah. powers. Yeah, it wasn't just... He was just out. like, nope, hold your ass down, stop, wait, then go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I like how they comment too, so that, yeah, Michael and Sonya are gone and haven't made contact. And he's like, that doesn't sound like them. And Susan's like, yeah, they're worried. Like, Shiro and Charity are like worried, right? So you're like, again, it gives you just that, oh, it wasn't just, you know, it's like, no, that's not normal. Yeah. Michael me. gets in contact with his family. Yeah, right. He keeps up and it's just exactly right. We don't know Sonya. So it's Foul like, play is afoot. Well, right. It's exactly, it gives you that little, like, oh, they went herring off to St. Louis for something, but. Haven't heard from them since. Boys like, trip. Don't don't bug us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, mm, right. So yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Shira though is is there and and just waiting. Like he knew he was gonna get a call. And whoa, this is what it is. Okay, so and she's just even there. Like right. Like she's just like. Like, it wasn't a director or anything like that. Like it's not like he was like, oh, we have to go to the central library downtown. Right? It was like they get going and he just got these little like into like, oh, turn left here, go right here. You know what I mean? So it's like the instant GPS of, of God that's saying like, there's a traffic accident over here, turn left to avoid the reg the regular route. Yeah, which is what we did on the way here because I was just about to take the off ramp onto the highway thingy and it was like a whole bunch of cars and I'm like, mm, nope, I'm just going to go back into traffic. Here. I have sometimes, I will admit this had the GPS on and Google's like, and I kind of know where to go. And then Google's like, take this way. I'm like, oh, no, no, this way is faster. And so I ignore it and then I end up in traffic and I'm like, oh, God damn it. That's yeah. I, uh, and then Google Maps was like, yeah, bitch. I, I told why you. Why that's, that's why I told you. This <laughs> yeah. time Crap. and day, that's yeah. why I told you not to go. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if there was construction or an accident, but it was all backed up getting off of Glenmore onto Deerfoot. And I'm just like, mm, no, this doesn't look like it's moving. We're going to go a different way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which thankfully was not held up. So otherwise, we might still be sitting there. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, didn't look fun. <laughs> um, so, but it just makes you wonder, right? Did he get like the little like? Is it like a little like tingle? Like, so Harry's had a couple of different ways. Like when he did the the stone table thing, right? He had the little chip on the thing, and it just the the thing leaned, and so he just went according to that. And I don't know how many we've other come up with. Or will, but like other times, there's like where he gets that kind of like, or no, he does it with um, in in the first book when he's sniffing out Gimpy Lawrence or whatever, right? He gets like a sniffer thing, so he's like following his nose, so it's kind of like, you know, where the scent comes from the strongest is you you know turns this way, turns this way, you know what I mean? So you're like, how is this manifesting in Shiro? <laughs> I feel like Shiro would be more like of a Joan of Arc sort of a thing, where like this commanding voice is like. Turn left. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that's exactly what. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's very interesting to think of which way is like the, the angel mm. version of GPS. Just makes me happy though. Just right. got, like that, like invisible string that you're just like yeah, right. rolling up get, everywhere like, a tug you go. Here, or is it like lighted? Oh yeah, yeah, like a tug maybe. That one would make sense, right? right? You know. But anyways, yep. so. However, anyways, he just yeah he directs them there, um, and exactly so already. It, 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 
I don't know if you did. It makes me wonder, you know, like, so how much did he know going in? Because as evidence, the Knights sometimes know a lot, sometimes don't. And he was directed there and he was sort of ready to go. So was this just a vague, I know something's coming. But when he's like, give me a couple minutes, was that just to assess the situation before they all came in? Or was that a, I know two minutes is all I'm going to need for this and I can see I would take it much more to be sure it was like I know what I, I know my plan already I know what I'm gonna do I need two minutes to get ahead of Susan to get my plan in motion because you're just gonna run in their guns blazing and I want to make a deal instead but I'm suddenly just have the idea what if like the destination is more just like you know Schrodinger's destination and if Michael decides that it's gonna be in the kiosk behind the Ikea it's, they're gonna be in the, the kiosk, kiosk behind the, the Ikea, Ikea. <laughs> and it's like every time like she was like I'm gonna walk into Undertown and the place I choose is where they're going to end up having been, <laughs> right? Because, you know, the Fallen is still part of God's, you know, thing as well, right? They're anti-God. They broke off. But they're still technically God's like a, creation. a bit of a lack yeah. of free will on the, on the Knight's part. Like, it's just like they just... Well, partially. I mean, God's whole thing is... They make these choices because somebody else has sort of got the puppet strings on them. God's whole point is free will. But at the same time, like, he needed to create the knights to go work for him because he's like, I, I let humanity do whatever they want. But and that's that the makes faith them, part. He just, that, they just relinquish every uh, control with faith. But that makes them vulnerable to the angels, which I also created, and which are now are working against them. So I've got to even the playing field just a little bit by having these knights out there working on my behalf against the problem I created for them if I want the whole of humanity to continue this whole faith-based, free will yeah. sort of thing. Would that make them vulnerable to, to the fallen angels? Because they're still angels, so they would still have that, like, wavelength. Well, maybe no, like, I mean, they're there to be... be like, Doo -doo. They're there <laughs> to be the exact um, equal opposite force to the angels. That's why the three knights exist, is to go against the fallen and to hold off the 30 fallen against the rest of humanity is these three knights are supposed to be yeah. equal to the 30 fallen yeah just in the same way that the fairies have to have their own knights right. because they can't do everything as they're, a fairy they're like we need a little bit impact we've got our own rules yeah. but there's a slight way around it god's like we've got our own rules but there's a slight way around it i employ the knights and they do a little bit more than is what i technically said i was gonna do right yeah i'm not allowed to flood humanity anymore i got three knights then go do yeah, this shit yeah, that makes yeah, me not yeah, have yeah, to flood I humanity just, just wipe out everybody and right so well, it's a little bit like you know and I, th I feel like we've kind of touched on this before. Like, you're like, well, they have to go do God's will. But again, they have that free choice. Shiro does not have to walk into that building. Shiro can say, love you, God, but I'm out. This is you part know? of being the martyr, is that you'll want to do it anyways, you is, know? Is that your, yeah, your will. Your, your free will is exactly in line with what God wants you to do, which makes you the perfect knight of the cross. Yeah. It's not that God's influencing you any anyways. It's just that, like, you know, same way as, like, Mary wasn't pure because you know, God made her pure. God was like, you're already the purest thing on earth. Here's Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this strikes me as a faith thing for the, for the knights and less than a... Well, but well, again, not all of the knights are Catholic. Well, yeah, there's... But, well, no, no, but, but he said it before that, that they had a faith in something. Yeah. Like, whether or not it was, like, a specific thing. They had a faith in a belief. Or belief. But that's what I'm saying. That has nothing to do with God and everything to do with the fact that the Knights just happen to already be the most faithful, trusting people on Earth anyways, which made them good for the job. Or willing to be. Yeah. You know, like, again, say, you know, best way I can say it is, yeah, like, God went out into the world and was like, who's the most pure, faithful woman on this Earth? Mary. Okay. You get to be Jesus' mother. Who's Mom the most mom. pure, faithful people on the planet? You're a knight now. Like, again, like, do you want the job? And they're all like, yeah, because, you know, he's specifically selecting people that 
are going to accept the angel into their dream and take up the sword or the baby or whatever the yeah. hell it is. Because heaven wasn't it? Or building an ark or throwing their child off a mountain or whatever else God has asked for people in the past. Oh, that was Hera and Hephaestus. But <laughs> I'm thinking of Isaac and Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read somewhere that the translation for virgin, the word virgin, um, had, had been drastically like altered. Altered. So Mary wasn't actually a virgin. It just meant like a woman of virtue. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into this right now. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> the original way to get into into heaven was to be a martyr, okay? And that worked really great for the hundreds and hundreds of years that all the Romans and everyone else were going around killing all the Catholics. But once Catholicism took over the whole world, they were like, well, you know, you can't really get into heaven being a martyr now when everyone's just actually wanting to participate. So we need a new reason to get into heaven. And they're like, that's it. Abstinence. Abstinence from alcohol. Abstinence from fish. Abstinence from sex. How do we promote that? Well, okay, let's say Mary was a virgin. Okay, great. All the children she had, delete them from history. Delete them from the books. Every time it mentioned Jesus had a brother, delete, delete, delete. Because we need, now need to promote abstinence as the reason to get into heaven. Because we can't be martyrs anymore because everyone, we, we did that too successfully. Now we need a new thing. No one's ever going to give up sex. What we can keep called? that one forever. I, I know what you're talking about. Because that was when they had that, like, sort of, they, like all the prominent church yeah, heads they had a bunch of kings and a bunch of church heads all met up and to the side there's actually a, like and then there's actually a term for like a period in history where they did this and they did it yeah. twice yeah i can't conning <laughs> i can't remember what the term is called but this is how the whole right. fight between whether and then, or not and then they chose which books actually go into the bible uh, yeah, or which, which which versions genesis and blah 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 but the reason was that we have a fight now about whether or not jesus is or is not holy, is both God and is both human, is half and half, is one and is also the other. Is metaphorical or actually physical. All of those fights happened at the exact same conversation and they weren't able to agree among themselves. So they're just like, just believe whatever the hell you want. Because <laughs> they were like, whether or not he is like both fully man and both fully holy, they couldn't describe it well enough to appease everyone. Kind of so thing. they basically just never did. And now we all get to argue about it now too. Yeah, because there wasn't there, there was even like the, the female apostle that, that they just like... No, erase, erase, erase. Gone. Not allowed. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I mean, all of it can be really hearsay at this point. That you're, it's if you believe in... History, but. It, sorry, mom. If you believe in Catholicism, you're not allowed to believe that. If you believe in history, that's what they think happened. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, you get a lot of that where there's, like, again, definitions of... Because I remember not that long ago reading one of them where I can't... I don't remember if it was Mary Magdalene or something. That was specifically it. But they're, like, the word whore or something. They're like, no, it wasn't originally whore. It was just, like... Or, you know, whatever, right? Where exactly along the way they they tweaked or... How do we make our women or, more subservient? Call this woman a whore. She had power. Fuck it, she's a whore now? You don't believe her? Yeah, you know, things like that where, yeah, exactly. They're like, well, original, or, or just simple translational issues, you know, not that even necessarily we're trying to undermine or whatever, but they're just like, well, now that we know more about languages and now that we have more things, you know, now we wouldn't necessarily translate that, at, you know, the original word for this might have been used for... Think about the word okay. What would you say is a synonym for okay? Yes. Good. Nice. Um, well done. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> but all okay. I approve. Yeah. Okay came okay. from the word all okay, which was A-L-L, -L all correct, right? With a C, correct. Yeah. And they changed it and spelt it O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T as a joke. And then it became okay to continue the joke. And now... Okay is not slang anymore. It's an actual word 
for all correct. That's a, that's a beauty. But, but that's but, not the thing. Synonym, synonym doesn't mean all correct for okay anymore, so right? We've got the evolution of language. We have the passage of time, which actually looks like the game of telephone. Telephone game, yeah. yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. And, and, and then the victor is always right. So whoever actually is the leader in charge will dictate what they want yeah, you to you believe. Know, history so. is written by the victor. Yeah. You know the great mighty hunter Nimrod? Yeah, <laughs> you Nimrod. You right, Nimrod, but right. Nimrod is now Propaganda. known as a now it's known as a fucking you're an idiot because Bugs Bunny jokingly referred to Elmer Fudd as Nimrod. Nobody got the reference to sarcastically comparing him to a great hunter. They just took it at face value as that's what you call a moron. Right. And now Nimrod means moron, not mighty hunter. Propaganda goes a long way. Like Napole- Napoleon was actually for, for for the time frame, he was above average yeah. height. Yeah. But he was slandered saying that he was this short yeah, to make the British Tyrant. people feel more confident going to war against him. They all thought that yeah, they were yeah. going up to war against a small, little, little tiny man. No, I just... Nope. <laughs> Not the case. <laughs> just a regular average guy. Yeah. But again, you still, even today, you like reading a normal book, you'll get like a oh, total Napoleon complex going on here. And you're yeah. like, that will... no, that's not really a thing. But obviously, right. it is a thing because we made it a thing. That is X, yeah. I don't know what we were talking about in Dresden World exactly. anymore. I don't know what we got to Welcome to Faith are, Rambling. If, if, <laughs> yes, if the knights are being like controlled by God or whether they're doing oh, it of their yeah, own the, free the, will. Mm-hmm. But that's what the point is I was going to say too about... Schrodinger's Knights of the Cross. <laughs> Schrodinger's Knights of the Cross. Is they, do they end up at the right place because wherever they end up is the right place or do they go to the right place because they're being led to the right place? Exactly. Have you seen the meme yet? There's, it's been going around, and it's like Schroeder, Schrodinger is in his coffin, and there's like a picture of somebody going like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have that. not. Very funny. <laughs> I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> I like, I like. Now that you've unblocked me from Facebook, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. block you. <laughs> I had a lot of people, and then like. <laughs> Apparently, oh, I was very all, private then. They've all turned 18. Let me unblock them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a few years late. Sorry. What was you? What You were like, what, 15, 16 when I met you? 16, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Just enough for me to be like, oh, the shit I say yeah. online is not appropriate for you. And, and it took 10 more years for you to be like, oh, I oh, guess you can see. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. I have I, no idea. I blocked I you out for like eight of those years. <laughs> Basically, the plan for the day is that they're going to go and collect the beetle, and then they're going to head to Charities and Michael's and see what the plan is, what ha- the hell is going on on that side of things, because Harry rescued Anna Valmont, and then obviously didn't get time to catch up with her, right? And he's also got to go update Charity and be like, <laughs> you were down two nights, now you're down three. <laughs> How's everything going over here? Right. I can't imagine why you don't like me getting involved in your life. <laughs> well, and he also needs to let the, no- the knights just know what happened, period, because they don't know that. Well, if he can, right? Because, like, that's what she's saying, is we don't know where Michael and Sonya are. They, right. He's been in touch, so. But he also doesn't know that. Yeah, like, he's just. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. hoping that he's they hoping can, that he yeah, can get in touch with them now. Yeah, Susan's like, I don't know, they were out doing their thing, so we brought Shiro. So he's like, yeah, yeah we need to go for And he does them. figure Shiro's still alive at this point, like, that he wouldn't be immediately oh, no. executed. 24 hours is 24 hours. You're right. not going to cut that short. That. Yeah, because yeah, Susan uses the path. And I have to admit, like, yeah, it works in, like, movies and books and television, but I'm like, in real life, like, I do that all the time. Like, because I'm talking about what happened yesterday. Right, because she's like, oh, Shiro had a good poker face. And he's like, has, has, has. A, you know, and I'm like, 
okay, yeah, but I'm like, I'm so much lazier with things like that, right? I was like, I wasn't trying to say he's dead, right? Because there they always have to point it out, right? Like, oh, he's not dead yet, don't. I'm like, yeah. no, I just meant because, like, yesterday. The conversation we when, had but, yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> when he was driving, the face he had at that time, you know? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, so I'm like, oh, he's this or that, or they had, and then, yeah, people, and then. I was like, no. But anyways, yeah. So exactly. He's like, Nicodemus was way too happy about getting his hands on Shiro. Like, yeah, he wouldn't have done it quick. He's like, I think he's drawing it out and I think he's torturing him. And and Susan, you know, guys, like, how bad are these people? And, you know, and Harry's just like, you know, and again, we get his thought process on him. He's just like, they're bad. And Susan's like, oh shit, you know, like. But Susan is like, yeah, she's got this whole like thing. Like, there was vibes down there that were like, you know, like, Shiro was fully the light in the tunnel and everything else was like so rotten and so dark and I don't know, we don't know at all what the vampire voodoo magic powers are exactly. But this is the first time that we've heard that they've been able to kind of sense that sort of a wavelength yeah, at all, and that's, right? Yeah, that's even what Harry's saying. He's like, I don't know if that's because of something the vampires did. He's like, I don't know if that's Susan's just intuition mm-hmm. or, like, what, but exactly, right? She's like, whatever it is, whether it's her or her new supernatural stuff, yeah, she's like... I could feel, you know, like this this trumpet of light or like this this evil, like tasted disgusting. You know, I'm like sound tasting bad is just that's gotta be bad. <laughs> oh, is this part where she says that his voice stank? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, but yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's like, even I and yeah, Harry's like, like doesn't even you know, doesn't even have to, doesn't even want to, he's just like they're they're bad. And she like knows, like, okay, you're being serious. There's no jokes, there's no facetious, there's no like you know, it's just like, ugh. and even I think she's the first one. She's like, it's evil. Yeah, it stank. It was rotted, corrupt. Yeah, and then I like the the, the 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 juxtaposition of saying that Shiro sounded like a trumpet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So you just feel like that clarion call, like again, right that trumpet of angels. And I mean, backing up just a little bit, I do yeah. have to really appreciate that Susan was like asks Harry if he he got the megalomaniacal <laughs> brag fest from Nick oh Nicodemus. yeah she's like don't you know everything he's supposed to be doing because <laughs> he does he gets a lot of shit from that I think the uh, only time that they're like no not this time buddy but <laughs> yeah so see we've got another podcast in the works where we're talking about Johannes Cabal series right and in the first book there's a scene when um one character is trying to describe another character and he's like this word is so overused um He'd painted himself into a corner, and a thousand lazy reporters and ever-so-sincere politicians had rendered the only word that he could use as comically melodramatic. I think that man is evil. Right? Which is, yeah, yeah, like, that's a quote from Johannes Cabal, not the Dresden Files, but I thought it worked really well here, too, because it's like, Nicodemus is not just, like, he's a bad guy that we've been up. Like, this guy is, like, he absolutely embodies everything about doing the wrong thing and being the bad guy and doing whatever it possibly takes to cause as much destruction and chaos as he can. Evil. Well, and that's well, and for the most part, at this up to this point, there's very little vulnerability shown from him, too. So he's, he's, like, a nigh-perfect villain at this point. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of this non-judgmental world and this PC world we live in, oh, nobody's, you know, it's not a bad kid. He's just a little rambunctious. It's like, well, he skinned three of the neighbor's cats. That's not, you know what I mean? It's this exactly right where we want a tone of him. We don't want to be like, they're not bad. They're just misunderstood. Exactly, right? But I will never get tired of making that reference. (laughs) No, that's a fantastic reference, so... But yeah, but that's just the thing, right? And I'm like, who's no, Nicodemus? <laughs> <laughs> 
It'd be more like Who Framed Harry Dresden. Yeah, yeah, sure. I feel yeah. more like <laughs> that's in a couple books from 50, now. Fifty Shades of Nicodermus or Nicodemus. Nicodermus. <laughs> it's fifty layers I'm of Nicodermus. I'm just gonna call him Nick from here on out. Yeah. Sorry, you'll just never hear me say it. I'm just gonna say Nick. I imagine if, as an author, if I was typing out Nicodemus a hundred thousand times, I'd get a little tired of it, anyways. Too. It's long, <laughs> and Nicod. Nicod- and I just want to say Dermis. No, he is not Nick skin. No, like but Caduceus. he definitely gets under his skin. And Caduceus from Critical Role. Everyone just calls him Cad, Caddy. Yeah. We don't have time to say all that. See, to me, it sounds like he should be Caduceus, not Caduceus. Like the medical? Yeah. I've, I've actually yeah. modified yeah, in my notes that I'm just writing Nick now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we're, we're going to go out on a limb here and be like, no, Nick is actually evil. You can say that. It's 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 not the watered down version. It's not the overuse. It's not the I'm being dramatic. It's like getting back to the actual root of the, <laughs> you know, right. so. So she's like, well, what happens if we, we run into them out there? And it's like, they can get their own cab. <laughs> He's got to go pick up his car, right, Martin? Drop them off. He still right. parked at Max, so. Yeah. Just mostly what making plans at this for, point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's just again, right? He's like one minute he's like, They're they're bad. Like these guys are, are terrible. They're awful. And then she's like, Well, what if they're waiting for us? They can get their own cap. Let's go. <laughs> I was like But yeah, they, they go to get and yeah, Harry's lost his, his jacket, so he has to go get his other is this his jean jacket? What squall. Is called? Oh yeah, squall jacket. I had to look that up. There's lots of uh, it, uh, <laughs> I, I kept on getting Final Fantasy um, references from Final Fantasy VIII, and it's like there, there's a character that's called Squall, and he's got like this bomber jacket, but it's cut off like, <laughs> like a crop top. Yes, it's you're like, is that? <laughs> it's a little homoerotic, to be honest. <laughs> it's like, but I imagine a Squall jacket is just like a windbreaker. Well, Squall is like a big rainstorm, so I am. There was a lot of variety when I looked it up, too. And it's it's February, so it's going to be more than just a windbreaker, but yeah, I imagine it's one of those ones that probably, depending where you're from. I love that every time Harry loses his jacket, it's just fashion show Harry. (laughs) Like, he's got another jacket, like, for every scene. I wouldn't call it fashion show with him usually in sweatpants. Purple sweatpants, janitor's (laughs) closet, jean jacket, squall jacket. (laughs) But it's just funny. So, um, one of the guys, so I, I just came back literally from Cub Camp. I I'm, I'm still in uniform, and the dog has to sit in the yard because she's not acceptable for indoor behavior or indoor company right now. But um, one of the guys had a had a Tilly hat, which I think are very popular. I think that is a fairly common name for them. They are all around. That's one of your little. Is that the Aussie hat? Kind of the Aussie hat. Yeah, exactly right. But one of them was looking at the actual tag they have in it, and it's funny. So. Um, because it's it's the finest. So the airflow is the. Is, the type of this one, the Airflow Tilly hat, the finest in all the world, insured against lost, guaranteed for life, replaced free if it ever wears out. So it's like it floats, ties on, repels rain, blocks UV rays, won't shrink, and comes with a four-page owner's manual made of nylon with strong polyester mesh. So you can't even wreck the instruction manual for this, this four-page. And this is the best why I had to take a picture of this. Handcrafted with Canadian Persnicketiness. That is literally what it says in the label of this hat. Handcrafted with Canadian persnicketiness. It is, this is how precise and but we were so persnickety, this hat meets our exact Canadian standard. <laughs> but yes, it's that a bit. So whatever this squall jacket, exactly what that means to whoever, wherever, to Chicagoans. <laughs> I just opened Facebook. There was a fire there on the highway. That's why it was backed up. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't take that. 
Uh, the freeway, that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Highway's not the word I want, the freeway. <laughs> Fire near Glenmore Trail and Deerfoot Trail. <laughs> yes, that going southwest. We were. <laughs> Perfect. Lots of fires again. I woke up to lots of smoke. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I did think it seemed. Um, but anyway, New York is all mad at us. <laughs> we, Western Canada is like, let's get back in on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week since we had a horrible fire. Let's start up again. Right? Let's oh. go for it. Um, so yeah, so he has to grab this other jacket, and yeah, Susan laments that the one the one disappointing thing about his duster is that because it's so long, she doesn't get to see his butt. So now he's obviously in just a wasted waist high jacket that she she can see his butt, and he's like, I never noticed. <laughs> well, we get a little bit of follow up to the previous chapter. Like Su- Susan does get her jacket on, and when and then they start to leave. Harry tries to start to talk to her, but Susan stops him, saying that it shouldn't have happened, and it, but it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. So she still would have made the same same choice not to follow through with yeah, continuing it was, things. Yes. It's just too complicated. Yeah, because she's like, I mean, this is exactly why. Like, we both fully admitted we still have these feelings and still want each other just because we acted on them. But this is the whole point is look how much trouble we can get in if we do. And I still want to go do my work down there. You still want to do your work up here, right? So... Yeah, he has that momentary, like, flicker of hope, and she's like, it's, no, it was good, but no, that's, <laughs> so. So that, right. that is something that I do have to appreciate, that they there was enough callback to the previous scene to sort of acknowledge it. To talk to where they were both at for it. Yeah. This concludes our episode 10.23, The Evil Overlord List. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Bye.